We bring back the family together. The trade deadline is just two days away. Staying in or clanging? What kind of deals do you think the Hornets should pull the trigger on? We'll get to that all today on Locked On Hornets. We're Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. In a minute, cuz we live. We live. <laughs> It's Locked On Hornets. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen. We're free and available anywhere you get your podcasts. And today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. That's prizepicks.com, promo code Locked On. I'm Walker Mail. Doug Branson with us. Check out his Substack, everyhornetsboxscore.com. And Nada Edward is also with us. Check out his podcast, his wildly popular podcast. He left our kind of popular podcast for a very popular podcast in Ion College Basketball. Nada, thanks for coming back home and just making us, you know, feel important again. We appreciate that. I appreciate coming back home, but I checked the fridge and like, yo, where's my oat milk? Where's it at? My bad. I poured (laughs) it out. Get real milk or no milk. Yeah. Some of us are lactose. Some of us are lactose intolerant, Doug. Come on now. Like if Um, I I drink whole milk, the whole room suffers. I I can't do that. Well, we'll see. I should be drinking oat milk, to be honest with you. But yeah, but I still I have I have no I just continue to hurt myself. All right. Uh, I also continue to hurt myself by believing the Hornets might do something at the trade deadline. But we are a couple of days away (laughs) and we have still not seen anything now. Granted, usually, I mean, the NBA operates as if they are the irresponsible student at the homework deadline. And then finally that day, they just cram all night and then bang out a research project that sometimes they get an A on because they're super smart and they're just not responsible. And sometimes they just get an average grade because, all right, fine. This, this is, I'm just going to get through as much as possible. Every NBA team operates like that. Every single one of them, Charlotte Hornets, no different. And Jalen McDaniels has been probably the guy thrown around more trade rumors than any other member on the Hornets. And and by the way, that's kind of a high bar too. Like this is not something where, Oh, McDaniels is, is the only one talked about. Mason's been talked about Terry Rozier certainly has, and probably gives Jalen McDaniels a run for his money in that regard. But they're just, it's, it's just easier to trade McDaniels Mm -hmm. One he's, he's valuable three and D you know, smaller contracts. You don't have to worry about so much salary filler. I I guess some of the problems go in reverse there. Um, But Matt Moore, uh, talked about Jalen McDaniels uh, possibly going to Utah as well, I believe. Yeah, so multiple league sources said this week that Charlotte Hornets' Jalen McDaniels is among the players Utah has interest in, which is interesting because they're kind of a seller as well at the market instead of buying all of these important assets. Nada, what do you think about Jalen McDaniels and then some of the other trade pieces on the Charlotte Hornets squad? First things first, if Utah's one of the p- teams that's interested i'm gonna be kind of honest with you if danny ainge is interested hang up the phone find somebody (laughs) else to do the deal with because because quite honestly like that tells me that he's part of a core that you're gonna want to keep in terms of building this thing back up next year because as we know this is a one year we'll call this a gap year for for better terms I, I kind of want to keep him at that point. I kind of want to look into the Terry Rogiers and other guys, Mason Plumleys, Kelly Oubre's, even though he basically 
told Rod Boone that he wants to say and stay in basically the most R&B terms ever. But um, I, I quite, quite honestly, I just think that if we're going to talk about the Jalen McDaniels thing, it better be a pretty good deal. And by pretty good deal, I mean at least a first-round pick, if not multiple at this point, considering what Rui Hachimura went for. I'm kind of at the point now that if you're not going to get the ideal deal for a Jalen McDaniels, why not just wait until the summer where there are less people with cap space, do a sign and trade, get and get your proper value there. Well, and Doug, we talked about this with the Kyrie Irving deal, how the way that affects Charlotte is the fact that it puts more pressure on the Lakers. It puts more pressure on Phoenix now and that Terry Rozier could possibly be had. Um, and there are a few ways that that could be done. But is this the same with Jayla McDaniels? Because Michael Scotto, it wasn't just Matt Moore. Michael Scotto also had the Jazz interested in McDaniels and Dorian Finney-Smith, who just got straighted to, uh, traded to Brooklyn. It, it Brooklyn, if they want DFS, then they won't trade him. Therefore, maybe you could have that similar effect with Jalen. Well, he hasn't been traded yet. I mean, it still looks right. th that whole deal still looks tied up. Maybe they're bringing in Toronto. Like things are getting crazy right now. I mean, this, you know, this market I think is more insane than, than usual because you do have this one big deal in the Kyrie deal that's still in the works. Could be a third team involved. And so that's tying things up. And then you've got all these teams that maybe buyers, maybe sellers, just like the Utah Jazz. I'm going to double down on what Nada said. You don't want to trust anything around a Danny Ainge run organization. I can't wait to hear the Godfather deal that the Hornets turned down for oh, Jalen McDaniels. It's going to include Mike Connolly, Colin Sexton, Lowry Market, and Malik Beasley. The 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 entire Salt Lake. Uh, you know that's the kind of thing that we'll hear after. They refuse. I don't think that Salt Lake's doing too well right now, so maybe that's not a great trade. But, um, yeah, I mean, you, you, you want to be careful there. But, look, Jalen McDaniels is a hot commodity. If the trade does go through for Dorian Finney-Smith, that's big because that is a guy kind of like Jalen that is that is coveted for those particular skills, 3D, you know, guys guys that can lock it down. So that, that would bode well for a deal for Jalen McDaniels. But I don't see how this deal happens, though, because I – well, well, I don't see like a straight-up deal for Jalen McDaniels. I mean, maybe it's all picks and there's no players coming back because Jalen's making, what, 1.7? There are only two players on the roster right now that would be within reach of that because I'm going to take out Walker Kessler because that's a that's a deal they're not going to part with. Right. But Leandro Balmaro and Udoka Azabuke, those are the only two players to, to make the salary match. So would, would Utah be willing to give up picks? That, that would be a big question. Well, I know a lot of national NBA pundits have talked about Jared Vanderbilt as being someone that could be easily be traded, but I, I don't know if, if it, it seems like that would be more of a contender type. Charlotte doesn't seem to go after a yeah. Vanderbilt, right? And so uh, I, I don't think that would happen. I did love me some Nikhil Alexander-Walker back in the day, and now he's bounced around. So I don't think that's going to happen. Virginia Tech. He's been kind of good, though. He's ha been, like, pulled off on that. He's uh, been kind of cool. good. No, so I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for I, I'm it. Not, I'm not necessarily saying that's a bad idea if you bring a Nikhil Alexander Walker back when you have so much with your wings in flux. So if that's going to be part of this, but it's it, but you're right though, Walker. This is probably going to be a multi-team deal. Where I probably worry about that is, are you taking any bad salary back? And we know this team is going to be really, really, really reticent to take any kind of big salary back because they want to keep their books clean for the obvious return of a certain um, power forward. This yeah. 
Well, yeah, I know. Well, and and that's that does have an impact as as we kind of talk about Charlotte and what they're going to do. Last thing before we move on, because I do want to get to staying and or clang, and there are a lot of juicy deals in here. Doug has come up with for staying and or clanging, but um, I do think that a move does get made, and and you talked about not a maybe they're not being right. That that's always going to be a huge possibility, especially with Charlotte. But this market is so weird, and it's something Doug kind of touched on. It, it does seem to be a seller's market, and, and this is the point I've mentioned quite a bit. But if you're Adam Silver, you got to love how the season has played out because this is a guy that sent out a memo at the beginning of the year. Please don't lose on purpose for Wimby. Please do not do that. We, ha- I mean, have we ever seen a memo? in anticipation of a star like Wimby hoping to God that the teams don't lose on purpose and, and all the integrity is gone. And yet everybody's winning a lot. I mean, except for us, you know, frankly, well, I was going to say, I was going to say yeah, the Hornets yeah, really took that to heart. They really Correct. took that memo. They were like, all right, we will not lose on, on purpose. purpose. Yeah. 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 We'll, we'll lose um, within the confines. What we still have our pride and we're losing, but right. Like there are so pride, many teams. Pride, that- pride where, where, <laughs> I said they. I don't have it. I can't show you. It's not in my room. I can't. I'm not, not sure they have it either. I saw uh, Sunday. I saw that Sunday game. Ain't oh, no pride. Yeah. yeah. Okay. They don't have any pride, but I, I will trade pride for Wimby. It can. Is that something that can be done before the deadline? Because I'll do that. I'll absolutely. No. We, do that. we can't. We can't. We can't give up dignity. We can't give up our dignity. Come on. Now. <laughs> you know I can't. I've lost it anyway. Yeah. I know. I can't. <laughs> Okay, I wore, a B co- I wore a B costume on this show. I've already lost my dignity. Oh, yeah. Look, I, shook, I shook my stanger on, on this show. Like I was <laughs> shaking my tail feather a little bit. All right, let's go to the next segment. Coming up next on the Locked on Hornets podcast. Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet. Doug puts a couple of trades in the old stanging or clanging chamber. We'll get to that in just a moment and figure out which deals the Hornets should agree to do not before we talk about built bar though uh this episode is brought to you by built bar and if you're looking for a delicious treat but you don't want all of the fat and you don't want all of the calories then you gotta try a built bar they just got through the holidays i did i know a lot of people have and really the goal is to eat healthier after you go through the holidays i know i ate not very well but um now i can go back to something that tastes exactly like dessert because it's covered in 100 real chocolate and not only are built bars covered in 100 chocolate they're healthy for you too they're low in sugar they're low in calories they're high in fiber they're high in protein and they come in unbelievable flavors like churro peanut butter brownie all of the coconut variations. If you like the intersection of fruit and chocolate, they got so many options for you there as well. And you can head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box. Or if you want more, go to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with the hit flavors like brownie batter and churro again. It's all so very good. You can thank me later. Uh, later. You can thank me by letter if you want to, but I'm not going to give my address here. What you can do is go to built.com or go to Walmart and Sam's Club and pick up a box today. A couple more segments to go on Locked on Hornets. Is Locked on Hornets. I, I think you guys are kind of being a little hard. Wow. In, they, they are, uh, again, and this is me trying to be Mr. Positivity, uh, which it's is weird. really not my role, but they're... they're this we'll is, yeah, the right. turntables have definitely turned here. This is yeah, not, this is absolutely not your role. And in fact, I think leaving this podcast 
uh, has has turned you into a completely different person. When it You've comes to changed, when it's, man. So, You've so what changed. I'm saying is, I think we should discredit whatever you're about to say, even before you say. It. Go ahead. It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. The NBA trade deadline is approaching and Locked On has you covered Thursday, February 9th. Tune in to Locked On NBA on YouTube at 2 p.m. Eastern to hear reaction from the trades that will change the rest of the NBA season. Who becomes contenders and who is tanking for a better future? Subscribe to Locked On NBA on YouTube and do not miss a deal. We're going to save the best for first here by going to stinging or clanging with Bill Simmons promotion here with this trade between Charlotte phoenix and new york so here's the trade and uh nada will go to you first and then we'll go to doug and you guys can say if this is staying in for the charlotte uh hornets or if this is clanging all right charlotte receives cam reddish dario Saric, and a first round pick from phoenix phoenix receives terry rogier and isaiah hartenstein the guy that we've wanted here in charlotte for quite a bit and then new york receives jay crowder Mason Plumley and Tory Craig. One more time. Charlotte receives Cam Reddish, Dario Saric, a first-round pick from Phoenix. Phoenix receives Terry Rozier, Isaiah Hardenstein, and New York receives Jay Crowder, Mason Plumley, and Tory Craig. Nada. Is that deal stinging or is it clanging? It, it, it's an itty bitty stinger. It's a little stinger. It's stangish. It's it's I like. It doesn't move me. I was billed before we got started recording mm -hmm. that this was going to be the moneymaker and the most makes most sense and everything else. And here I am just whelmed, not even underwhelmed, just wow. whelmed. <laughs> just whelmed. Doug, do you think it's a, a bigger stanger than what Nada was willing to give it to? Uh, this is absolutely 100% grade A stanging. I mean, I love this deal. This deal makes so much sense for Charlotte. You've got Cam Reddish, who is a absolute wing stopper. It's, it's one of the things that he hangs his hat on, and it's what the Hornets need most uh, is, is somebody that can stop guys on the wing. Dario Saric is a good defensive rebounder, something the Hornets have struggled with uh, all, all season long. He's also a, a decent offensive rebounder. He can hit threes. And then you get the first-round pick. It's just like the cherry on top. You you move off of Rozier's contract. You, you move closer to a backcourt that is actually sustainable into the future. And you utilize Mason Plumlee in the deal as well to, to make it all happen. I loved it. I mean, Bill Simmons, got to hand it to him. I don't agree with everything the guy says, but he is a master of the NBA trade machine. I mean, this is this is sexy. I mean, I'm feeling super I'm, – I'm almost feeling like sexually satisfied by this trade. Yeah, like, it is. Too early it in is. the morning for this. Ooh. Too early in the morning for this, dog. Sorry. <laughs> I just like wow. That it's just like it's like staring at fine art. That that trade for the Phoenix Suns as well. You get the shooting. You, you get an extra big New York. Uh, you you get whatever New York needs. I don't know. They're so, they're so confusing these days. Uh, but but I love it for Charlotte. I love it for Phoenix. This is fine art. Um, yeah, I mean, you feel like Bill Simmons was Jackson Pollock. He threw a whole Ooh. bunch of names at a wall, and this is what came out. And you are absolutely sexually satisfied. For me. I think it's staying in two, but it's a little bit it, it's a little bit biased for me. Cam Reddish is always going to be one of the guys that I can't quit, right? Like when when you, you know you have that prospect oh, list. No. I know, no, Cam Reddish is like that. I'm sorry, no, no, I, no. I can only be 
who I am. Everybody else is taken. And and Walker Mail is someone who is always going to believe in Cam Reddish. Um, it's it's hilarious to hear people talk about him, like Anthony Edwards and all the high school players that came out during his class saying, oh, yeah, Cam, Cam Reddish ate me for, for breakfast. Like, it was done. Like, just completely destroyed me. So, uh Cam Reddish plus the first round pick, man. Yeah, I I, I like that too. It's 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 not like you're Tasty. getting, uh, it, it's it's not like I don't know. It, it I'm with you, Nada. Like I understand why it wouldn't be crazy overwhelming, but I do like it enough. I think I would agree to that deal. All right, this one comes from Bryant on Twitter. Stangin or Clangin? Would you trade oh. Kelly Oubre for a second rounder or two, then re-sign him in the off season? Is that is that something that you would like to do, Doug? We'll go with you first because well, you already gave your answer away by nodding your head yes. Well, I mean, you know, it makes sense if if the team that you traded him to didn't plan to re-sign him. But look, I think he would feel betrayed at that point. I don't know that you could re-sign him, right? I mean, he makes yeah. his feelings known to Rod Boone and the Charlotte Observer. He is, be- you know, he's he wants to stay really badly. Now, <laughs> he references his fandom of the New Orleans Hornets. I don't know how wise that was. I'm not sure he's totally aware of the pain. <laughs> yeah that's involved with that team and I like that and, George Shin guy. I thought he was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, like okay, so you know, he messes that up, but at the same time he has been super um loyal and willing to change his game for the betterment of the team. And so if they end up trading him, he is going to feel betrayed. He wants to find a home. So if they trade him, I don't think he's necessarily going to want to come back here. So Klangen, I guess. Yeah, I, I kind of I, I don't know. Uh, well, it's like, just hard I, to operate that way. You, you can't. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're not going to be able to like, all right, Kelly, we're going to trade you. And then this is what we're going to give you a wink, wink. Right. I mean, Mitch Kupchak, we know he plays by the rules too much anyway. <laughs> so he wouldn't do this. He's not going to tamper at all. Yeah, it, it's tamper. Yeah, it's, it's, it's blatant tampering. I don't <laughs> think like I'm just of the mind that I'm like, Doug, if you trade him, he's not coming back and you possibly have a Gerald Wallace on a much, 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 much smaller scale where he just holds yeah. a grudge against the franchise forever. You're not, that's not happening. You take your two second round picks and you keep it walking. So it's staying in that, in that regard only. Um, all right. So last one before we can get to a couple of other ones and then move on. Ian Black of Sports Illustrated had this one, and this one's very interesting. Charlotte would receive Io DeSunmu mm-hmm. and Lonzo Ball mm-hmm. in exchange for Terry Rozier. Hornets receive Lonzo Ball and Io DeSunmu. Chicago receives Terry Rozier. Nada. Is that staying or is that clanging? It's a brick. It, it's an outright Ooh. brick. Out brick. We're talking <laughs> about a guy who we're not sure is going to play again. And I like Io, but if you're going to trade, I understand the need to move off the Terry Rozier contract. You don't have to move him for quarters on the dollar. Like, I, I understand that it's more than pennies, but even then, like, I think you can get more for Terry Rozier in the summer if you really want to move them. And I'm not sure there's the real appetite to move him anyway. And I'm, to be quite honest, I'm not sure that's necessarily a bad thing either. What do you think, Doug? Staying or clanging? Man, if Lonzo Ball wasn't making $20 million next season and 21, and I don't know if that's play, there's a, it's a player, player option, option and he would yeah, opt in. So, God, I mean, like, it would be totally stinging because even if he never plays again, if he wasn't making $20 million, because you get Io Desunmu, who I think is a fantastic player and would, again, 
be one of these perfect people to slot. I know people look at this deal and think, well, Lonzo Ball is perfect to slot next to LaMelo Ball because of his defensive proclivities. But I would assume we could do the same thing, and he can attack the basket and score, as we've seen in the few matchups that he's played against the Hornets this season. Like Io, and, and Io's got room to grow. Like I really love him as a player. So I would love this deal, if not for the fact that it locks up $20 million with a player on Lonzo Ball that you're not even – I agree with Nada. Like we just so much mystery around his injury and whether or not he's going to be able to return or not. Just red flags everywhere well, there. i got to say clanging. Well, yeah, no, honestly – Healthy Lonzo Ball, that contract is fantastic. I'll take that right, right, right now. Right. Totally, totally. Right. Like, I, I don't mind paying $20 million for the dude that shot over 40% on seven attempts from game uh, per game from three. It was funny because there, there was, I don't know if it was a rumor or if it was just an idea kind of tossed around. It was when you had free agency happen and Lonzo eventually was the sign and trade uh, uh, part going to Chicago. But when people were talking about Lonzo going to the Hornets and then people cast that aside, oh, you're just trying to pair the ball brothers together. It doesn't make any sense. I'm like, no, actually, it does make a lot of basketball sense to me. Like, I actually think Lonzo and LaMelo in the backcourt, that would make some sense because you are talking about a very good defender in Lonzo. Like, he mattered a lot to Chicago when he was on the floor defensively. I I hate it because... And I guess this wouldn't be happening if Lonzo was healthy, right? Because you'd, yeah. you'd be wanting more in return. So at the end, it's all moot. At the same time, yeah, man, I'd love to have Lonzo on this team for $20 million. Okay. Go ahead, Doug. Well, the only, pro- the only problem with bringing Lonzo Ball to the Hornets is that you lose that opportunity for the national TV game that they took away from us anyway because – you know, both Ball brothers were injured, and and both uh, the, and the Hornets are irrelevant. But if they were relevant and both guys were healthy, you do get that national TV game. So if you bring Lonzo <laughs> with Lamelo, I'm not sure. Uh, that's just two less national TV games you get every year. All right, uh, let's continue a couple more of these deals and try to answer some YouTube comments and questions coming up next on the Locked On Hornets Pod. Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet. All right, Dan Favalli came up with one that I also, I think it's probably second most interesting, third on this list, but we got a lot. We got a handful of them, so we got to continue to give you some of these deals and then again, try to answer some questions, one about Terry Rozier and one about LaMelo. Also, this episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, and Prize Picks is a fantasy app where you can pick two to six players, and if they score more or less than their projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. And they offer projections on any sport you watch. And, and I mean any sport you watch. The NBA, the NFL, MLB, men's and women's college basketball, the WNBA, esports, NASCAR, MMA, boxing, disc golf. Yeah, disc golf, cricket. There's so much more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. And you have safe and fast withdrawals. They're currently operational in over 30 states and even Canada, too. Download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com and sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit 100, Prize Picks gives you 100. If you deposit 50, they give you 50. You get the deal by now. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. One more segment to go. Locked on Hornets. Is locked on Hornets. This says the Hornets received three votes for their handling of James Borrego, who was viewed as doing a good job the past couple of years before Charlotte fired like him, him man. after the season. Then hire him. No one's hired him. These GMs are like, oh, we love James Borrego. Are you, you going to hire him? I don't think yeah. so. 
He got blown out twice a plate. You can't hire that guy. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Doug, you said you saw James Borrego on NBA TV recently. How did he do? I oh, did great. I mean, you know, it's I mean, it's an irrelevant network, so you know, I don't know what that says. But okay. <laughs> I mean, it is like you know, they pretend like it they is. air national TV games. They're fake national TV games. I don't know who's watching NBA TV, but you know, he did fine. He's giving good analysis. Like James Borrego's a smart guy. There's no doubt about that. Um. Yeah. Okay. And uh, that. So that's who hired him. None of the GMs would hire him, but NBA TV. They at least hired him for a day that Doug watched. Let's get to Dan Favalli and his trade proposal regarding the Charlotte Hornets. He wrote that the Hornets would receive Furkan Korkmaz, Matisse Tybel. <laughs> that's a tough. Is that way yeah. Walker? As a radio professional, is that one of the toughest names in the NBA to get through? Um, I'm Dangerous. sure. Dangerous. I'm sure there's a few more that I'm not thinking of, but it's it's not the easiest. And uh, so that's so you you know who it is. There's no need to repeat it. Matisse Thibel and <laughs> 2028 second round pick that would be coming from Philadelphia. All that in exchange for Cody Martin, who has been injured. Second round pick kind of beloved around here, but just has not been healthy this season. Nada, we'll go with you. Is that Stangin or Klangin? That's absolutely Stangin. You you do that deal now, and you again you make them sign the paperwork because I'm not so sure about Cody Martin's right knee. I kind of worry about it because yeah. the way they've they've managed it makes me think that there's another surgery coming. So if someone is dumb enough to offer you that, you take it and you run. What do you think, Doug? Is does this deal make sense to you to send Cody Martin out for all those pieces, Cork Moss? Tybal and uh, twenty eight twenty eight. Is it Thibol or Tybal? I hear people pronounce it differently all the time. It's Australian, so it's either way. Okay, there you go. All right, what do you think, Doug? Uh, well, I think that it would totally be staying for the for the Charlotte Hornets to get all of that in return for Cody Martin, especially with the injury issues. They've just signed him to the contract, but the contract's going to look super good when they sign the NBA deal. It's going to look even better. So uh, this would be a value deal for the 76ers if they looked at the medicals and thought, no, this is going to be fine. I think his knee is going to be fine. You know, he's young. He's not a player. He is certainly – he can use his explosiveness to get to the rim. We've seen him yam it multiple times uh, in in his career. So he he does do that, but, like, it's not an essential part of his game. So if a little bit of that goes away because of these knee issues – I don't think it hurts his overall game. He's been he's shown himself to be a good spot up shooter. He's a he's a good defender. He could be a good piece for the Charlotte Hornets moving forward if he gets, you know, his knee right in the offseason. Okay. But the thing I have to point out on this deal is the 2028 second round pick. It's so far away. Like, why don't I just make it like a 2060? Are we even gonna be is is America still going to be a democracy in 2028? Like you know, I'm telling you, people, especially the Miami Heat and some of these coastal teams. When they're doing these deals, at some point, they're going to have to take into account future draft picks. And will my arena be underwater when I'm able to use this pick? This is crazy. (laughs) Yes, Miami especially is going to have to. No, every second round pick that they work with, it has to be usable within the next two years. That's it. Um, Yeah, I think I would agree to this, too. Now, Cork Moss is making $5 million the next two seasons. Thibault is is only $4.3 million this season, but then he's then he's off of the books, or there's a team option there. So when you're talking about that, like that, that is one of the more special defensive players in the league. It's just offensively, he kills you. So do, do you believe in that shot coming around enough 
to where he can be a usable player. But it would be nice to have a special, and and he is, he's a special defensive player. The 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 blocking from behind when somebody gets behind him or he comes over on a help block and there's somebody that pulls up from the elbow and then he blocks from behind. That's it's a crazy special talent that he has. I, I'd love to have him on my team. I don't know if you'd keep him long term, but yeah, I would take a shot at that. So um we'll see what I happens you, there. I think you can develop his jump shot. And that's the other thing. Like I like with the way that the Hornets have fixed Cody Martin's jump shot to an extent to where it's workable. Yeah. I think you can do the same thing for Matisse Tybel. And if that's going to be the case, you have a special defender that you can put next to LaMelo and a lot of these other guys that either refuse or are unable to defend their, their man at this point. All right. Well, a lot a of these, go ahead. Well, a lot of, a lot of these deals have one thing in common and that they all feature like a wing stopper. And I think it's the NBA commentary at really gathering around this very obvious yeah. idea that the Hornets both I think may have found an answer at the rim with Mark Williams, but also that they have no answer in terms of stopping guys at the point of attack. It's, it's where they're getting killed night after night after night. And so I think the, these are big red warning signs. Hey, Mitch Kupchak, go and address this for once. Okay. I, I think there is real like institutional memory about MKG. And some trauma around building a team around defense <laughs> that I think this team has gone so far in the direction of wanting skilled offensive players that they've forgotten that there is another side of the basketball. So hopefully this trade deadline, they do something to put some defense alongside LaMelo Ball, honestly, to take a little pressure off of him, you know, defensively uh, to, to allow him to make some things happen offensively. Uh, so I hope it happens. Well, and, and again, let's not forget Cody does that if he's healthy. So how much do you believe in his health and how much you just value having more pieces come about? That would make sense as well. All right, let's uh, go to this last one from Dan Favalli. It's 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 quite an interesting one. Um, oh, no. Charlotte would receive Ben Simmons and Joe Harris, both of those Ooh. guys. Yep. In exchange for Gordon Hayward, Kelly Oubre and Mason Plumley. So, again, you're getting Ben Simmons and Joe Harris and you're sending out Gordon Hayward, Kelly Oubre, and Mason Plumley. Nada, is this singing? Do you want to bring back, or not bring back, do you just want to bring Ben Simmons to the city of Charlotte? It, it's on the minuscule of minuscule of stingers, only because I still believe that you can reclaim Ben Simmons a little bit. I think if you get him out of the, the major media markets, Philly, New York. I think you can I think you can rebuild him. I also think that Joe Harris is a needed uh adult in the room and a needed shooter because if we've seen anything, Terry's shot hasn't always been the most reliable this season, partially due to playing out of position. But at the same time, I kind of like I I I kind of need another shooter, another bench shooter because you need something else going forward with this team. So it's a sting, but it's it's the tiniest of stings of possible. It might be a mosquito bite, even. <laughs> All right, Doug, what do you think it is? A mosquito Just bite. a little I don't prick. Want a mosquito bite. I don't. Yeah, a mosquito bite would be awful. Just a little prick, which is how some people would describe Ben Simmons. Yeah, I go. think that have yeah, played with yeah. him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Ben Simmons, the thirty-five million dollar man. We have the technology. We can rebuild him. Many teams have said mm -hmm. that, and then uh, the basketball gods have laughed in their face. Um, this is a tough one for me. I, you know, honestly, I kind of want to pick. You know, if you throw a first-round pick in for Charlotte from Brooklyn, yeah. then I'm totally staying in this deal. And that, you know, might sound crazy to some, but uh, Toronto, I think there are other teams that are asking for, 
you know, all right, we'll take Ben Simmons off your hands as you look to rebuild around Kevin Durant, Brooklyn, but we're also going to want some pick compensation coming back. I think Toronto has been talking about like Ben Simmons, Claxton. I mean, obviously the Hornets would love to have Claxton, but I'll take Ben Simmons, Joe Harris, and a first rounder and get off get off one year at least of Gordon Hayward's deal. It'd be better to get off Terry's, you know, multiple years deal. But yeah, I think it's staying in if you throw a first round pick in there. Yeah, I mean, to me, to me, I think it's clanging. And I actually don't think it's that close. And here's why. I, I, I value Ben Simmons as a player. I agree that, you know, with all the drama surrounding Ben Simmons, people used him too much as the butt of the joke. And I, and I get all of that. I know there's value for Ben being as good as he is defensively. He's very, very special on that end. He's very good in transition. But, I mean, this guy is making... $37 million this year, and it's only going to go up to 40 by the time his contract is done. And that's at the end of 2024, 25, he's going to be making $40 million. Just to put that in perspective, $37 annually right now, that would make him among the top 21 highest players in the league. Like if you're, if you're looking at all the other players that are in between 37 and 40, you're talking about really like Anthony Davis, Chris Middleton, Jimmy Butler. Um, you got some bad contracts in there, like Tobias Harris. You have Zach Levine, who became one. But it's just that that's so much money to a player that offensively, at least now, is a zero. And, and if you think that you can make him a ball handler and facilitate, and that's fine. And defensively, I know he brings you a lot of value, but goodness gracious, man. Like I I understand even I understand even 20 to 25. But 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 close to forty million for Ben Simmons. There's a reason Bobby Marks is putting out that he has zero trade value. I mean, as far as their inquiries to other franchises, that Ben Simmons has zero trade value. Okay, yes. If you view it like that, I I get it. Because here's the thing: I can understand where someone would go. Wait a minute, you stretched Nick Batum so oh that you could sign Gordon Hayward. So that you could trade Gordon Hayward to acquire Ben Simmons. Like, I, I'm sure I, I can see how someone would ingest that and then immediately vomit onto their floor. I get all of that. But if you're looking at it from the perspective of, all right, we're rebuilding, it's, this is going to be a multi year project. This is going to be a project that extends past that $40 million that Ben Simmons is going to make. And we get, you know, a first round pick. And maybe you do throw Claxton in there. If you got the perfect deal, to acquire Ben Simmons, you know, you're, you're taking him off of Brooklyn's hands. It's not about what Ben Simmons would contribute. It's about what you would get in return with that deal. So all I'm saying is this Favali deal is clanging because you're only getting Joe Harris in return. Like that's not, I don't like that. No. And again, just because of the Gordon Hayward aspect of this too, one more year on the books, I mean, I have been a fan yeah. of holding on to Gordon Hayward this offseason and finding a trade there to try to get something in return, just because I think you could get more than you could with this year's salary and then next year. I just that's kind of the way I want to operate with Gordon. So yeah, that that one that one is is all the way clanging for me. Nada, you got something? Well, I would also add that I'm not sure if we get to this summer, there's a point in dealing Gordon Hayward. Just get him to the trade deadline next year. And yeah, it's fine out. as well. Like I think I'm at that point with Gordon Hayward to where his body on t- at times looks cooked, and at this point he's not going to be reliable. No one's going to give you anything even remotely close to valuable. So at best, the most valuable thing he's going to be for you from a salary cap sheet 
perspective is essentially going to be you waive them in next Feb in uh, basically a year from now and you save some money and that's about it. Well, I, I I could see a team totally talking themselves into, oh man, I'll, I'll get Gordon Hayward and hope that he's healthy for second round picks. I, I think you could get something for Gordon Hayward. I think that could happen because I think teams are desperate enough. But but here's the thing for me, and I know, Doug, I, I know you disagreed at this for a while, but this team is at a completely different juncture now. Man, load manage that guy when he's healthy. Don't play him and try to salvage his trade value as much as possible. It, it's not... It's not about winning and losing anymore with Gordon Hayward a part of your roster. It's about salvaging his body to salvage as much as much value. And then so if, if you're a team, you look at Gordon and like, all right, well, he's only played 20 games. There's not a lot of mileage on him this season. He should be as fresh as possible for a second half run. Then that's how I would try to operate there. I don't think I don't think teams view it like that. I think teams understand what they're getting into with Gordon Hayward. They understand that they are going to endure one for sure injury and multiple injuries most likely <laughs> now now when but i like Nada's idea you know get him to the next trade deadline because then it's not about what he offers it's about his contract expiring but it's the size of the contract too because yeah. those contracts are like essential in terms of like these trade deadline mega deals that happen so if there's a mega deal in the works next season then you know that 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 number is going to look great because it could help move the pieces together in like a three or four team trade. Well, and the last thing, when when mega deals happen, they they tend more so to happen either very far out before the trade deadline or in the off season. And so that that's kind of why I talk about the off season because I completely value everything you're talking about the same way. It's just when you talk about mega deals, you're discussing usually them being done in the offseason because there's so many moving parts there's so much money to try to match and so it's not like you often see that at the deadline i mean i'm not saying you never see it but rarely you see it so KD. we'll see and then and then you would hold on to gordon hayward and of course we just got to get him to the next trade deadline and then do nothing with him that's what we that's what we i mean that's what's going to happen with mason Plumley. like <laughs> let, let's be real here that's like, right like i'm everyone's expecting this team to trade mason Plumley, kelly Oubre. i'm not I'm waiting for the waving. I'm waiting for the fact that Doug's going to get mad for them yeah. not doing anything. I'm waiting for the reaction on Twitter, on Hornets Twitter, to be what it is. This team isn't going to do anything. And I'm not necessarily <laughs> – yeah. yeah, I, I, I just – I quite honestly, Walker, I don't believe they're going to do anything because it doesn't behoove them because they're going to use the – they're going to use the excuse, we didn't want to take back any bad money. And – I think that's going to be the thing that stops them from doing anything this year. Yeah. Okay. And we'll just be delirious on this podcast. We'll just laugh and cackle into a sense of insanity. That'll do it for locked on Hornets. I'm Walker mail, Doug Branson. I'll go again, check out his box score. <laughs> Every Hornets box score.com and then check out not as a uh, big boy popular <laughs> podcast eye on college basketball and then uh, learn about some of the uh, prospects the Hornets could be choosing from this year as well as just some good old college basketball talk Nada, we always appreciate it man I'm sorry for ruining the mood at the end of the podcast guys it, it's okay no it's fine <laughs> it, it was inevitable that is very good and very creepy thanks for making us your first listen make your second listen game to game NBA every moment every top performance every result locked on game to game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only locked on can deliver follow game to game on locked on NBA available on the Odyssey app YouTube and wherever you get your podcast have a great rest of your day we'll be back with you tomorrow 